the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dear friends in Christ, pain. You know, we've all experienced pain, haven't we? You can pinch yourself on your arm or wrist, or you can tug your hair a little bit, and you're going to feel some pain. But how many of you have felt excruciating pain? Well, more than one time I had injured my right knee playing sports, tearing a ligament, ACL. And then in 1995, there was a complete tear of it. And it required major surgery and and rehab for six months. And uh, at first, the the pain was excruciating. And whenever I see an an athlete with a a knee injury during a game, it seems to hurt me as much as it does them when I sort of relive that moment as they're going through it. Maybe you've broken a bone in your body or had major surgery or something else happened and the pain was so bad that there was only one word for you to describe it. It was the 10, right? On that 1 to 10 scale. Excruciating. Do you know what the word means and where it comes from? It, it doesn't just mean really, really bad. The Romans had made up that word. You see, the Romans mastered the art of crucifixion, killing people on the crosses. And over the years, you know, they learned where to pound the nails through the hands and, and the feet and how to hoist the body up on a cross so that the person would suffer in a way unlike any other. And yet, death would be prolonged for hours and hours for that person, perhaps even days at a time. And eventually, they would die of suffocation as they could not take any more breaths hanging on that cross. And so great was the pain with every breath that they took. It was called excruciating, which from the Latin means out of the cross. Excruciating pain is literally pain that comes from out of the cross. But being a Christian, we know that our faith is focused and what our Savior accomplished for us on that cross of Calvary. And through all the the pain and death that Jesus went through. And as we look at being God's redeemed children today, what is it that comes out of the cross of Jesus for us? Well, basically, there are two things. First, foolishness flows to show us God's wisdom. And secondly, weakness works to give us God's greatest power. Let me give you a few statements. See if you agree or disagree with me on these. First of all, God is eternal. He always was and he always will be. Secondly, God is almighty. He's got the power to do anything that he wants. Three, he's omnipresent. He's present everywhere, all at the same time. Fourth, He's omniscient. He knows everything, even our deepest thoughts when other people don't know them. Five, he's the creator. 
He's the creator of this universe and all that is in it, both visible and invisible, even as we just proclaimed in the Nicene Creed. All attributes of God. And how about this last one? Foolish. Now you might think, how dare you call God foolish? Well, the truth is God calls himself foolish right here in his word. He says, for the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. And that's probably the irony of ironies. The, you know, we can call it an oxymoron if you want. The all-powerful, the all-knowing, the all-wise creator God who rules over heaven and earth has a foolish side to him. Did you know that? And the foolishness of God is found right here in that which gets its center place in our worship in this house of God. Our cross. Think about it. That which gets the most important place in the worship of God is that which we're told right here by God himself is the foolishness of God. It's the cross. But this cross and all other crosses we see you know, really are absolutely nothing if the true cross of Jesus Christ is not in our hearts. Here is where it matters the most. In fact, this is the only place where it really matters at all. But also, if this cross of Christ is not in our hearts, then everything else about God is worthless. It'll do us no good. You see, I can see God as the creator God, the almighty God, or the God who's in control of everything. But God says the only way that he can be my savior is through the cross. There's no other way. It's either through the cross of Christ that I'm forgiven my sins and saved, or else I'm lost forever to hell. And that goes for each of you, and for every soul in the world, for that matter. That's why it's all about the cross. That's why we have the cross of Christ in our hearts, don't we? And yet we can't overlook the fact that the cross of Christ in our hearts is excruciating. You know, being in Christ and living in Christ is painful. What does God's word say about that? He says, well, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. We crucify the sinful nature. We just don't slap the sinful nature on the wrist and say, bad boy or or, bad girl. No, we are to crucify the sinful nature by overcoming our own sinful opinions at times that are perhaps in our minds calling that Christ's cross is foolishness. That God could never save people in that way. It really is a miracle how God worked out our salvation. There are examples in the scriptures giving people miracles. Jesus regularly performed miracles. And he used those miracles as opportunities to tell people about himself. Moses also, he had given signs. He had turned his skin into a leprosy. And there's a time where his staff was turned into a snake and then turned that back. And that was to prove that Moses was from God. The disciples, they also regularly listened to Jesus and they asked him plenty of questions for their quest of wisdom and understanding. It's interesting that people who had been given those miraculous signs, they still weren't satisfied with them. Moses gave plenty of signs to the Israelites. 
And yet, there were people who saw the plagues that were in Egypt. They saw his hand, the staff turning into the snake. And yet, when Moses raised a bronze serpent up on a pole, those who didn't look, they died because they were not believing in what God had told them to do. The Jews, they saw Jesus heal lepers and do plenty of other things, but they also complained that he healed on a Saturday. He healed on the Sabbath. And even though they saw signs, they were in no way guaranteed faith. Now, the Greeks, they were especially critical of Christianity during Paul's day, too. They had no use for Christ on the cross because they were certain that if they tried hard enough that they would be able to find happiness on their own. The Greeks believed that by training the mind and the body that one could get rid of undesirable qualities and achieve a godlike status, even. While the Greeks had made advances in math and science and government, their philosophizing didn't lead to lasting happiness. And that's because the Greek philosophers, they failed to realize how corrupt human nature really is. They thought there was enough good in mankind to override moral corruption. And living a life is really difficult. We know that too. And there's even many people today that still believe that the Romans, they were onto something. So the message of Christ crucified seems foolish because it's so simple. To hear that heaven is mine because of everything that Jesus has done for me and you. You know, it's sort of like those phone calls you get that says, you've just won a Caribbean vacation. And all you need to do is give the caller your bank card and your PIN number. So there must be a catch with regard to the message of Christ crucified, right? No. There's no catch. All of our sins are forgiven. Heaven is ours, period. And not only from within ourselves, but also the world as it sees the cross. You know, they say that's foolishness. You mean to tell me that I can go to heaven because some man named Jesus Christ died as a criminal on a cross just 2,000 years ago? Come on, you don't really expect me to believe that, do you? The world on its, its own mind with its wisdom corrupted by sin really says to God, God, you should require us to do good. You should demand us to do certain things for you. You should set up a whole bunch of rules and regulations for us. Make out a checklist for us, God. And if we're able to do enough of them, then you should save us. That way, we can take credit for being saved. God, look at how smart and wise we humans are that we can tell you how we should be saved. Why do you think there are so many religions in the world and even different brands of Christians? Well, it's because man wants to take credit for himself. We say, I saved myself because of what I did. God, look at how good I am. To all this man-made-up wisdom, God responds saying, you want to tell me how you should be saved? Well, let me tell you how you would be saved. I'll take what the world calls the the height of foolishness, and I'll use that to bring my salvation to you. And out of the cross, I'll show you just how foolish 
you really are because you're lost in your sin. But I am wise in my holiness, for the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom. It's awesome that the God of all creation, the God over creation, could take something as foolish as a cross, a means for executing a criminal. And through that act of him dying in our place, Jesus could bring us his gift of forgiveness and eternal life. Now that's the wisdom of God. His foolishness is wiser than man's wisdom. In spite of what the Jews and the Gentiles were seeking and demanding, Paul says, but this is what we're giving you. We preach Christ crucified. Now, it wasn't that Paul was just plain stubborn. He he wasn't one of those stuck-in-the-mud Jewish Christians. It wasn't because he didn't want the Jews and the Gentiles not to be saved. What did Paul say was the reason that he ultimately gave for that foolish and weak message of Christ being crucified? It's the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Paul didn't see foolishness and weakness in the cross. Paul saw wisdom and strength. Much more wisdom and strength than what man had to offer. And when we look at the cross, we just don't see a a good guy getting a bad deal here. We see God's eternal plan of salvation being carried out. How could the God who demands perfect respect, perfect obedience, and also threaten hell to those who disobey, how can he remain faithful to those demands and make good on his threats? How could he pay for the sins of the whole world? Well, the only way that God could deal with evil was to have his own son as a sacrifice. To do what he would not allow Abraham to do to his only son, Isaac. God is the one who led Jesus to an altar of sacrifice. There at Calvary, he took him to the cross. Paul says, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. In his wisdom, God decided to put himself on the cross to offset the wrath which the world had really earned instead. God's the only one who can offer such a payment. There would be no individual man. There would be no angel who could do that. But only the death of God. But it doesn't stop there. Because we know that not only does foolishness flow out of the cross to show us God's wisdom, but weakness works to show us God's great power. When is man at his weakest point? Well, it's at death. It's when he dies. There's no strength in death. Death is the pinnacle, the height of weakness. Man has discovered ways to prolong life, to cure illnesses, to to heal injuries. But funeral homes are still staying in business, aren't they? They're going to be around. Death cannot be conquered, even with all of our strengths together. Why? The wages of sin is death. 
And God's word holds true as it always does. Death is the price to be paid to God for our sins. And it's just as real today as it was way back for Adam and Eve. And the truth is that without faith, the wages of sin is death not only to our bodies, but without faith, it's also death to our souls, to an eternal punishment in hell, which means complete and total separation from God. To prove to us that his weakness is even stronger than our greatest strengths combined, God committed himself to our greatest weakness. God died. And he died for us, taking our place in death. And he died the most excruciating death there was, death on a cross. But with that death on the cross, our Lord Jesus also took upon every sin of ours. And he experienced hell on the cross for us. That's why the Bible says he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Being handed over to his accusers, being whipped by those Roman soldiers, being nailed to the tree for our own transgressions, and being crucified for our crimes against his holiness, Jesus placed himself in our greatest weakness. There's no greater weakness that Jesus went through. But out of that weakness, we see the power of God. It's the power of love. The cross, that's the power of God's love. He comes to us unworthy sinners to this extent, that he would commit himself to our greatest weaknesses. Why? So that he could rise from death, to show that he had power over life and death. The Almighty God had created the world by saying, let there be, right? All those different days. And things came into existence at that time. It was incredible. Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead by saying, come out. Come out, Lazarus. And Lazarus walked out of the tomb alive and living after being dead for four days. That's amazing. But to save us from death and hell, God couldn't just say, let there be, or come out. He couldn't just say, I love you, so I forgive you. No, God himself had to take our place and love us, not with mere words, but with action. And here's the action of God's love at its greatest. It comes out of the cross. It comes out to us who don't deserve it in the least. What an awesome display of God's loving power. The word foolishness, you know, that's what the perishing say about the cross. Foolishness and weakness is what the lost see when they look to a Savior dying for them. But to those whom God has called, as Paul began, God has called us, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Yes, our lives in Christ are excruciating. 
they're excruciating in the most wonderful and awesome way. Because out of the cross, foolishness flows to us to show us God's wisdom. And weakness works to show us God's greatest power. And that's why, my friends, if, if anyone asks you ever, you know, why are you so different from others I know? You can tell them, it is all about the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who is our Lord and Savior. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.